Hello, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is The Daily DC. Yesterday on this podcast, we talked a lot about the mood of the country, looking at poll numbers showing a majority of Americans rejecting Donald Trump's approach and response to both the coronavirus pandemic and to the quest for racial justice in the aftermath of George Floyd's killing. Those two dynamics, clearly the mood music of where we are politically in this country right now. But in addition to the mood, there is also the map. And this is what the country learned, I think, all over again, as they did in 2000. They learned again in 2016. We, of course, elect presidents based on the battle for 270 electoral votes, not based on the national mood. Sometimes those two things converge. Sometimes they diverge like they did in 2016. So forgive me for another uh, poll number heavy podcast. I know it's not the easiest thing to absorb in an audio fashion. But New York Times, Siena, after their uh, national poll that we talked about yesterday, they're out this morning with six battleground state polls in these six most critical states for the battle for 270 electoral votes. They're the three upper Midwest, formerly known as the Blue Wall states, that Donald Trump busted through in 2016 in order to win the presidency. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, from east to west. And then they're the sunbelt states, if you will. They tend to be a little more red in their DNA than blue, like those other battleground states, Arizona, Florida, North Carolina. Those are the six states that are going to get the barrage of television ads, all the money spent, the most candidate travel and visits, such as that will be in the era of a pandemic campaign. Looking at those six states, if the election were held today, according to these polls, Joe Biden would win them all. And by the way, pretty easily. I mean, in the Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Rust Belt, Midwest, industrial Midwest states, Joe Biden, 47 percent. Donald Trump, 36 percent in Michigan. That's an 11 point advantage. 49 percent to 38 percent Biden over Trump in Wisconsin, an 11 point Biden advantage. And Joe Biden hits the 50 percent mark in this poll in Pennsylvania to 40 percent for Donald Trump, a 10 point Biden advantage there. Another poll, by the way, from Marquette University came out yesterday in Wisconsin showing Biden with an eight point lead there, 49 percent to 41 percent over the president. So when the president landed in Wisconsin today, uh, there's no doubt he did not have good polling news in one of the states that was critical to his victory uh, just four years ago in those uh Sunbelt states in Florida, it's got a six-point Biden advantage, uh, 47 to 41% for the president. That's his new adopted home state, of course. In Arizona, a seven-point Biden advantage, 48% to 41%. And in North Carolina, a nine-percentage-point advantage for Biden, 49% to 40%. So that's the rundown of just the horse race. Now, if indeed Joe Biden were to win all six of those states— and carry everything else that Hillary Clinton carried in 2016, he would be president with 333 electoral votes, well over the 270 needed. What I think is so important and critical to understand here is why we're seeing this. And in the New York Times, the write-up was pretty clear about these two major issues that we're talking about. 
So first, a majority of voters across these six battleground states, okay, 63%, said they would rather back a presidential candidate who focuses on the cause of the protests we've been seeing, even when the protests go too far, while just 31% say they would prefer to support a candidate who says that they need to be tougher on protests and demonstrations that go too far. So that's that's one piece from the New York Times there. The other component is... Despite the huge unemployment numbers we're seeing, I mean, we got new numbers again today, more than a million filing for unemployment claims. 55% of voters, again, across these six battleground states, say that the government's priority should be to limit the spread of the virus, even if that's harmful to the economy. Only 35% say the federal government's priority should be restarting the economy at any cost, I guess, with the virus. So the president who thinks by perhaps no longer holding briefings with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, no longer having a daily coronavirus task force informing the country about the battle against the virus that the scientists are taking and what they're asking of the American people to join in that battle against the virus, that if you just disappear that from the cable television screens during the day and you go about your business as president and do events centered on economic recovery and reopening, that somehow that's just going to magically make the virus go away. That's not the case. And what Donald Trump wants to do that all of these poll numbers suggest he has this advantage on the economy. Voters still think he's better than Biden on the economy, even if it's a smaller advantage than he once held. He wants to lean into that. He thinks leaning into that is by ignoring the virus and just touting the need to get everyone back working and the economy will be on fire again. When in reality, he needs to successfully battle the virus so that the economy can get back again. And that's the tricky part because he can't just battle the virus. And he is now so enmeshed himself in battle over whether to wear a mask or not, or whether to hold a convention in Jacksonville with lots of people, uh, unlike the Democrats announced yesterday that in Milwaukee, they don't want their delegates to come. Everything will be done remotely. It'll be a much smaller footprint. The rally in Tulsa last weekend, the president has already been on the side of flouting and ignoring the scientific advice about how best to battle the virus. And yet it is the battling the virus that would actually allow him to lean into his strength on the economy and reopening the country. But he simply doesn't see it that way. He thinks his only ability to get reelected is to somehow just focus on getting the economy open at any cost. What these numbers show in these critical battleground states, that's not what voters want. And so I think when you look at this map and you take the mood behind it, you see just how deep the hole is for President Trump right now. And I think that you have to begin asking yourselves without predicting forward. We have no idea where this will be in November. But I do think the critical question is, is Donald Trump past a point of no return with the American people? Have the people seen the president on two major issues facing the country right now, determined that he has failed on them and therefore is no longer really open to additional arguments by him. Now, that's not usually how the American people are. They do remain open to arguments. But are we at some kind of, you know, moment like President Bush had with Hurricane Katrina, that it just was at a point 
where the country started really to tune him out after that. Granted, it was in his second term and the country and voters could look ahead to their next choice. That's not the case here. The president is up for re-election. But I do think we should start thinking about how Donald Trump, who is clearly getting bad marks on these issues, what is it? How can he possibly break through them in some way to turn attention back to more favorable turf for him? I think it's going to be extraordinarily difficult, at least in these months ahead, as the virus continues to get worse. And so the longer he wants to battle on a turf where the American people are not right now, the tougher his reelection prospects become. That does it for this edition of The Daily DC. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in again right here on Monday. No Daily DC tomorrow. Have a great three-day weekend. Hope you'll be here again on Monday. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.